welcome to the Disco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark White, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. This is the podcast where we talk about bicycles just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from biking all over the nation, and we're going to be joined by guests each week to talk about the social side of cycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Okay. I'm smiling today. How about you, Mark? You smiling over there in Iowa City, Corvo? You know, the, 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 the rain finally stopped today. Yeah. <laughs> it was raining this morning. My wife got on her bike. She actually got on her bike, went outside, and turned around and came home and then caught the bus to go to work because uh, she said uh, it's just raining too much. Um, that's been the story of the past couple of weeks and might be the story for the yeah. next couple of weeks. You know, it's fall. It always rains uh, in the fall, and that's yeah. that's the way it is. Well, that's okay. Eventually it's going to stop raining. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, the, I feel bad for the people out in the fields trying to get their crops out and they're getting these rainstorms. And, you know, I mean, we're we're just complaining that it's raining because we're trying to ride a bike or something like that so it's not like our livelihood but <laughs> but i feel bad for those folks out in the fields right yeah yeah i uh i always when i was working as a paramedic i always hmm. hated the rain days i mean those were the worst that you had to kind of go out there i would i would enjoy working on the sunny days just in and everybody's like ah one of the sunny days on my day off i'm like yeah, yeah i'm all right with that i hate working in the rain so yeah, that's, that's so awesome. here we are. We're already in October. We just got done um, last week when it was a very successful Jingle Cross event, which was the UCI World Cup event over in Iowa mm-hmm. City, over at the fairgrounds. I know you were out there a bit. I was mm-hmm. out there a bit. I saw lots of lots of good stuff out there. What was your take on that event? You know, a lot of fun, um, a lot of moisture again. Um, uh, it uh, it was a great event. I I know there was some controversy with the announcers. Uh, I think yep. uh, uh, after the fact, I think John uh, John Meehan and the Jingle Cross folks issued a statement and uh, f- uh, told the announcer that they're not coming back if they're if uh, they're going to treat women that way. Um, if you want to know more, there's been plenty of articles published at Cyclocross Magazine. Even Bicycling had a had a piece on it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's disappointing, um, and, and something that just yeah. shouldn't happen. Uh, people, need, people should be smarter than that and, and treat people like people. That's, that's yeah, what I we just, do. I caught the tail end of the, the conversations and, you know, I was there a little bit be, before that was really happening before the world cup, you know, races went on, but kind of saw the mm-hmm. postmortem on it and it, it didn't sound real pretty and um, hats off to the, to the group in, in Iowa city for reacting quickly, swiftly, making, making good decisions and, you know, cutting out, cutting out the bad parts. And uh, I'm sure that event will go on because of the leadership like that, making, making good decisions um, because that's absolutely got no right. part um, absolutely no part in our sport or activity and uh, good good to see that John jumped on that right away and, and nipped that in, in as best he could yeah from our vantage we did we did the bicycle valet parking so we 
we didn't even have a speaker near us. We couldn't tell what was mm-hmm. going on with with the race itself. But uh, talked. Uh, we talked to a lot of really nice people and, and made a lot of friends. Uh, there was actually my counterpart from wow. Idaho uh, was at the uh, at the event. Mm. Um, her brother-in-law is one of my board members at the Iowa Bicycle and Action Fund. And uh, so it was really good to visit with her and, and kind of compare notes. Idaho is famous for the Idaho stop law, where you don't actually have to physically uh, completely stop at, at stop signs. Uh, you can roll through mm-hmm. legally. Um, and uh, Jim said he was up there, and it's a really weird feeling to just see the bicyclist cruising through. Uh, for those of you freaking out saying, wait a minute, how's that work? You still have to yield at a stop sign. Uh, you still have to make sure that there's no other traffic going to be accessing that area or that intersection. Uh, so the yielding part is really the part that's going to keep you from crashing. And mm-hmm. that's important. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that was fun to, that was a really gem of a visit to, to be able to chat. We're often out. mistaken for Idaho here in Iowa. <laughs> the potato state, you know, that we are in yeah. Iowa. So, uh, and, and does he know Earl by any chance, our buddy Earl? <laughs> uh, she, she actually did know Earl de Grief. There's no doubt about it. She says, she said she didn't see Earl very much anymore. He tends to be on his boat oh. most of the time. And I say, well, I just, I just saw him at, in Reno two weeks yeah. ago. So, uh, he's, he's alive and well. And I'm sure the boating fine. in Idaho is spectacular. So, um, <laughs> especially in february you know True so that. uh but no we 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 joke True about that. earl our good buddy that that runs ride idaho for many years and uh has been coming to our national conference we we had the the pleasure of seeing earl over in reno and uh spent a little time with earl yeah. uh, good guy doing some good stuff over in, in the idaho area but uh we are often mistaken with idaho just because we begin with an I, that's about the only thing we have in common, I think, with Idaho. They do potatoes, we do corn, soy, pigs, etc. So, oh well. Well, cool. Right. So, um, here we are. We're October. Lots of focus in our country is on upcoming elections. And I, I noticed something across my right. little inbox that was talking about the elections. And what's that all about, Mark? You know, um, the Iowa Bicycle Coalition is is generally a nonpartisan organization. In fact, we've done some surveys. We got as many members in red districts in Iowa as we do blue districts in Iowa. So we really are across the board uh, as far as political ideologies, but we all believe in bicycles, and, and that's important. So we sent out an email yesterday and took some time to really kind of crunch this down. Um, and this was from the Iowa Bicycling Action Fund. This is our lobbying arm of, of our organization um, that uh, said, you know, our, our elections are coming up uh, just a month away, November 6th. And it's a good time to talk about voting. Um, there are tips that you can do if you are uh, want to check to see if you're registered to vote. Um, if you're not registered to vote, it's pretty easy in Iowa. You can actually do that online. Um, there's a, a form you can fill out at the DOT, and uh, suddenly you'll be registered to vote. Um, and it's really easy to find your polling places and things like that. Uh, and then we put some information on, on absentee ballots. And then finally, there's some really great websites that you can use that are nonpartisan in nature uh, to look up and see what your candidate's position is. Um, so if you go to like Ballotpedia, 
Um, it makes it really easy to get out there. But the point, and this is the reason why we send out emails like this, is that bicyclists should be known as that block of people that votes. We should be a, a force to uh, a force to be uh, considered in the election uh, and and campaign season. So that's what we're up to, and, and we want to encourage people to to no matter who you're voting for, uh, get out there and vote. Uh, and and it's really easy to uh, bike uh, to your uh, uh, mm-hmm. voting place. Uh, so something to consider. Um, there is a, a copy of that on our blog at iowabicyclecoalition.org, uh, also at iowabicycling.org, or uh, the, the advocacy arm of that. So if you want to know more information uh, and those links that you need to uh, figure out if you're registered to vote, that's right. where you find it. Well, I know we're going to be out of the state come election day this year so we'll have to make sure we vote earlier or, or absentee ballot i usually go over i like i like voting in person myself so i usually go over and do that uh before we always have a november trip that happens to be right on election day so it's going to be an in- yeah. interesting day of travel that day with with all the things happening throughout the country that day <laughs> well a lot of news that we're going to have to be uh, checking in at the airports to yeah. figure out what's going on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to – it's really easy to track what's going on and, and uh, just get informed uh, and then get on your bike and bike mm-hmm. to your polling place. That's that's the coolest way to do it, the best way to make a statement on yep. behalf of bicycle. You got it. Well, good. Anything else going on in the Iowa Bike Coalition world? My goodness, we got plenty going on. In fact, I'm speaking at the Iowa Trail Summit on October 12th. Um, if you haven't registered yet, I think you still can. It's iowatrailsummit.com. Um, great, great opportunity that uh, is coming up for uh, uh, people to uh, get out there and, and talk about land acquisition and, and trail marketing and things like that. Um, mine isn't a, a presentation presentation. It's an open conversation on marketing and and uh, and trail users and things like that so that'll be great um the cedar valley nature trail has the bike weekend coming up kathy murphy's been working on this uh this is october 13th and 14th uh they're riding from cedar rapids to waterloo staying overnight and coming back Uh, so if you're interested in that um go to facebook and look up uh, cedar valley nature trail bike weekend or find the events on our page um and then Finally, uh, we have another draft scheduled, November 15th. This is a good one to mark on your calendar. It's happening in Council Bluffs. Um, and uh, our, our friend Lance Brisbow from over there at Golden Hills Resource and Conservation Development folks, RC&Ds, um, has been helping us work on that and finding speakers to line up. And it should be a really great event out on the Neat. West Coast. Lance just happens to be featured yeah. on this week's podcast. Go figure. Hmm. So that's good. Um, yeah. They have they have a little gem called the Los Hills. Um, I know every time we're near the Los Hills, you like to run that that yeah. red route through those. Why? Why? Why do you keep doing? Well, that? some people like that challenge, you know. And I, I get notes in this um, in the 
planning season, I guess we can call it, if you want to call it, uh, you know, fall or whatever, people say, oh, you got to make the route tough. We can't have these sissy routes, you know, and and then you throw in the, the you know, the less hills occasionally. And, and um, you know, we got some people walking those hills. You know, I remember going out of Glenwood and we hit the less hills like immediately out of the parking lot. I think there was people walking within the first, you know, 100 meters of of the campground. Um, so be careful what you ask for because some of those lost hills are pretty potent. So um, we'll see what we get. But uh, yeah, if, uh, you know, true to Karis form, you gotta you gotta throw in a tough hill every once in a while. I don't think he ever met a hill he didn't like. So uh, <laughs> I'm a little kinder and gentler on the folks than Karis was. But um, you know, John John would would call me up and and yell at me if I just made it too easy. So uh, so we'll incorporate a couple hills. Could be Lus Hills. Could be who knows. The Lus Hills pretty much from about. Oh, I'm going to say about Sioux City South pretty much will come into play. Anything north of that, we're, we're kind of escaping the Lus Hills. So uh, Sioux City South, if we're anywhere in that area, you might see some hills. Well, let's, uh, let's take a listen and see what Lance has to bring us this week. Hello, Just Go Bike podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here. Today I'm talking to Lance Brisboy. Hey, Lance. Hi. So Lance is a project coordinator at Golden Hills Resource Conservation and Development. Uh, He works on a ton of trail projects in western Iowa and was recently part of a cool bicycle tour that I wanted to talk to him about. So let's find out more about Lance. So how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, um, maybe start out by telling us a little bit about your work at Golden Hills. Um, I know we've talked a little bit uh, before recording, and you are involved in some pretty cool projects um, that cyclists will want to know more about. So give us some highlights of what you what you do. Yeah. So my title at Golden Hills is project coordinator, which is pretty vague, but I do a lot of different projects, so it makes sense. Um I uh, do, like you mentioned, a lot of different trail and bike-related projects, but also some other things beyond that. Um, but relating to trails and biking, um, we've been working on things like the Lewis and Clark Trail, which um, I talked about, I think, about a year ago probably on this podcast. But mm-hmm. that is a primarily on-road bike route. Um, it'll be the first state one state trail in Iowa um, from – Sioux City down to the Missouri border near Hamburg. And when you say um, it's uh, road only, is that meaning there's just wayfinding signs that designate it as a trail? Yep, exactly. And then a few sections where there are already trails, uh, the route will be routed onto the trails. But Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Does that exist already, parts of it, or is it, it all complete? So there is, there's like a, there's a driving route for motor vehicles um, mm-hmm. with signage already but the bike route signage has not been installed yet we're hoping next year uh, it's kind of been delayed for a few different reasons but hopefully next by this time next year this, the route will be completely signed awesome so when we do your annual podcast you'll be able to be like <laughs> hey listen up guys yeah trailer's yep. ready to go 
Exactly. Uh, what are some of the other projects that you work on? Yeah, so we work with the Frontier Iowa Trails Group, which is basically a network of trail advocates from throughout the region. Um, and so the Lewis and Clark Trail is one of the projects we're working together on for the Frontier Iowa Trails. But um, basically, a lot of we have a different a lot of different county groups that are working on trails within their county. And so the the Frontier Iowa Trails Group is trying to coordinate across county jurisdictions um and cities too so we're not all working in our own silos we're collaborating across jurisdictions and you're based out of council bluffs but you uh, kind of represent a lot of western iowa is that true yeah so our office is in oakland but we work golden hills officially works in eight southwest iowa counties but some of our projects even go beyond that like the lewis and clark trail up to up to uh woodbury county so Mm -hmm. i i hate to admit this but i don't I can't recall if I've done a lot of cycling on the west side of the state other than Ragbri. So it'll be nice to, you know, get some more information from you on, you know, where I need to come bike. Yeah, for sure. And then one other place that I wrote a note to ask you about was American Discovery Trail. Yeah, so we've also been working on working with some different counties to, in addition to the Lewis and Clark Trail, get um, on-road bike route signage um, in the other counties, especially going east-west. So the Lewis and Clark Trail will run north-south. Um, trying to connect into that with on-road bike routes, one of which is the American Discovery Trail, which is a national route from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the route is kind of mapped out but not signed. Um, and, but it does go through southwest Iowa. And so we're working with some partners to get some signage on the route. And it's similar to the Lewis and Clark Trail where a few sections, like there's a part of it on the Wabash Trace Nature Trail. Mm-hmm. So um, where there are trails available, the the American Discovery Trail follows those routes. But in the places where there aren't trails, it'll just be on-road signage. Okay. And I can tell you from experience, the more signs you can get up on, um, you know, available for both cyclists and motorists to see, uh, it will draw more people to your area, which will hopefully help uh, local businesses. So it's you're doing a good thing. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it was last weekend. I was at Jingle Cross here in uh, Iowa City, so I missed it. But you mm-hmm. did a um, bicycle tour. I believe it was called the Lus Hills Park and Peaks Bicycle Tour. Is that right? Yep. So you did the um, Lus Hills Scenic Byway. Um, tell us a little bit about that ride. Uh, maybe... Um, Well, you just start talking and I have some questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So we started at Stone State Park, which is on the north side of Sioux City, um, and then ended at Wabansi State Park down in Fremont County. Um, The idea kind of came about through the Lust Hills and Heritage Week, which started last year and it's basically a a week. Um, There's a proclamation by the governor and just a bunch of events throughout the Lust Hills to kind of celebrate and learn about and enjoy the Lust Hills. Mm -hmm. Um, so we came up with this idea, what if we did a bike ride the length of the Lutz Hills? Um, and so we thought, we were wondering kind of how to make it unique, you know, and a um, little bit different. Uh, and we decided to focus on the parks and natural areas because uh, there are a lot of great ones in the Lutz Hills. So mm-hmm. we started, we figured we'd start and end at a state park. And then along the way, we would visit and camp at different state and county and even city parks. So um it was 
little over 200 miles over four days. Nice. Started started Thursday morning um, and then ended Sunday. And the days were about between 40 and 60 miles. Um, the terrain was actually, despite the name, mostly pretty flat. Just a few hills. <laughs> a lot of it kind that. of followed the <laughs> floodplain. And so there were, yeah, it was not too intense, but uh, almost pretty much almost all the route was on lower traffic paved county highways, um, a few state roads too. And then in Sioux City and Council Bluffs, there were some city streets and some trails that we rode on, but mostly an on-road route. And then we did have an option for people who were more adventurous to do gravel and dirt roads. Um, we only had a couple people take advantage of that, but they had some really great photos and stories to tell about that. I was going to say, I bet the scenery was amazing <laughs> yeah. doing that route. Yep. Or e- actually either. If you're going through state parks, how can you not uh, take a picture here and there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, when you look specifically at this uh, ride, what kind of support did riders get? Like you said that you guys camped. So were was everybody carrying all their gear or did you have uh, support vehicles following? Yeah, we had a... We've, borrowed a bus from someone and then we had a large suv so between the two of those we carried all the gear um even though we ended up having rain three of the four days but most of the people actually were really committed and rode almost the whole thing so we really didn't transport people that much um but we did have the sag available to carry the gear and then if anybody did need picked up at any point we could do that um but we camped yeah so primarily we camped just in campgrounds and tents we did have because of the rain we had some backup um ended up camping just kind of on the floor at the hitchcock nature center lodge and then Mm -hmm. at the glenwood historical museum um and i think people were really glad that we did have at least a dry space you know they didn't have a bed necessarily but it wasn't a cold wet tent so sure sure (laughs) Well, take away the the rain. Um, is this an event that you want to try and do every year? I think so. Yeah, we so we sent out a survey to the participants, and so far, everyone who's responded said that the only really the biggest thing they didn't like was the rain. And so, you know, yeah, if we had ideal weather, I think most of them would come back and do it again. Awesome, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And what role did you play? Were you like were you in charge of the entire event? Were you able to ride? What what was your role? So I kind of helped coordinate the logistics, uh, started really about a year ago with the whole idea, um, got the camping and the route determined. We did, we provided dinners since most of the campsites were not anywhere near restaurants or anything. Uh, but, um, otherwise the meals were kind of on your own. We did provide some breakfast food too, but, um, so I, yeah, a lot of the logistics were organized and then my coworker Becca helped a lot too. And then, um, we both kind of took turns driving the, the SUV along mm-hmm. the route. I did ride a little bit. Um, I rode the first day and then part of the second day and then the rain kind of got to me and I thought, <laughs> well, I'll just drive the vehicle instead. But, right. Uh, yep. Awesome. Well, um, I'm assuming that you're, you are a bicyclist as well, right? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. How did you get into bicycling? Yeah, I think really, you know, I mean, I rode some as a kid, but I lived kind of out in the country and didn't have a lot of great places to ride. Um, so I really got into it in college. Um, I went to the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis and 
it's one of the most bike friendly cities in the world. Um, and you know, I didn't, I had a car, but I never used it. I just biked everywhere because it was convenient and cheap, um, and fun. So that's, I think that's really when I got into it. Um, and then I'm, yeah, when I moved back home and I got this job, it just kind of worked out well that I get a help expand trails and educate people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And hopefully part of your job is requirement is to pedal on those trails to make sure that the signs are there and all yeah. that good stuff. <laughs> yep. Good, good. Um, well, how would you describe your riding style? Are you a, a gravel guy? Are you a touring bike? Are you a road bike? Yeah. So I actually only have one bike and it's a hybrid. So I use it anywhere and everywhere. Sure. Um, I prefer to ride on trails when I can, but obviously trails don't go everywhere. So, um, I do ri- ride on the highways sometimes. Um, and I just, in the last couple of years tried gravel riding and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I hope to do more of that in the future. Um, I tend to, because I have a hybrid partly and maybe I'm just out of shape, I tend to ride pretty slow. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my riding is on my own. Um, just at my own pace, but I sometimes will do, we have the taco right over here and other group rides like that. So, mm-hmm. Well, besides um, the Lust Hills uh, bicycle tour that you just recently did, any other biking adventures that you'd want to share with our listeners that you've been on? Sure. I've um, done a couple of overnight trips, um, kind of bike touring. Uh, one, There's a bike shop in Omaha called Ponderosa, and they do pretty regular tours. Uh, a lot of times they come into Iowa, and so I the spring I went with them once we rode out to Hitchcock nature center and camped and that was a really good time. Um, one time I biked between Omaha and Lincoln and stayed with some friends in Lincoln. Mm. And then I did the one time I biked from council bus on the Wabash trail and then camped at Wabansi state park. And so I've done a few of those overnights, nothing really, I haven't really done any long trips like across the country or anything, but, Mm-hmm. Just more local overnight type trips. I guess I have ridden quite a bit on the Wabash. Is it called Wabash Trace? Yep. Trail. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done an overnight though on that side of the state. So uh, now you have me thinking of what sort yeah, of adventures I can do. <laughs> yeah. Especially now that you know you're getting close on the Lewis and Clark Trail and all the other um, projects that you're working on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, any advice for someone thinking about doing an overnight ride or doing your Lust Hills Park tour ride? Um, I think just, you know, you probably, if you're not, if you haven't been riding much, you probably do want to do a little bit of training. But mm-hmm. um, like I said, it, the route wasn't really too intense, there, you know, in terms of hills and the distances weren't anything crazy. Um, but I think if you go to the website, which is, there's information at visitlusshills.org. Um, you can kind of see the route. We're going to add some more photos from this year's ride. Um, we're going to add some testimonials and quotes from people who did it this year. So we'll have a lot more information, um, assuming we are going to do it next year again. Sure. And uh, say that website again. Did you say visit Lus Hills? Visit LusHills.org. And Lus is actually spelled L-O-E-S-S. Yep. So visit LusHills.org. Um, and we should probably do a shout out real quick. Um, Lance and I are working on a project coming up in November. Um, November 15th, I believe, is the exact date. But uh, we're going to be holding a draft, um, which is a People for Bikes event 
that uh, we, the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, works on with RAGBRAI. Uh, we've been hosting drafts. I think Council Bluffs will be our eighth draft. Um, it's a free event. Um, do you, do you have, are you working on some, you know, getting a location and getting a few sponsors? I'm sorry, speakers set up, Lance? Yeah, so I have a few ideas in mind and I've um, made some suggestions. So hopefully they will fill out the application to present. But I think, um, you know, this this bike ride might be something we'll talk about. And then just there, there's so much going on in the region that and I think a lot of people even around here don't know about. So it'll be a great opportunity to learn about all the cool trails and bike related projects. Yeah. And uh, drafts in general, um, it isn't necessarily a bike ride. It's more of a meetup um, where we uh, find a local restaurant or bar in the town, which will be in Council Bluffs this time. And then, um, gosh, you know, 50 to 100 people show up, you do a little networking, and then you get to hear what the speakers have to say about the community. So um, I'm always excited for drafts. I'm excited for this one, too. But um, Andrea, AP, and I usually are um, the MCs, so we may uh, try and come up early so we can get a ride in somewhere there. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um, and I attended the one, the draft in Des Moines before the Iowa Bike Summit last year, and that's, I thought it was great. And so I thought it'd be cool to do something like that in our region. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, last big question, very important. What's your favorite pie? This is a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think I'm probably going to go with apple. I think I really like ice cream, too. And so a little bit of vanilla ice cream with some warm apple pie, that's probably my favorite. Yum. That sounds good right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lance, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yep. And I'll look forward to seeing you next uh, month in Council Bluffs for draft. Um, well, listeners, I leave you with a quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Murphy's Law. If everything seems to be going well, you've obviously overlooked something. Think about it. Oh, hi there. This is Andrea, and I guess that makes this pair talk. Welcome to my part of the podcast today. Um, I have. Do I have a specific talk? The lights just went out. All right, we're parrot talking in the dark again today. All right, do I have a specific topic for today's parrot talk? Obviously, no. Do I have a couple things that I'd like to chat with you about? Yeah, I do. Obviously, always want to talk to you. Um, so let's get started. First of all, I have no idea what TJ and Mark said for their intro today, so I'm really sorry if I repeat anything. I will try to go quickly through my little list. So. That won't be a problem if I can read my list. I'm going to try to wing it. You know what? That's how parrots do it, babes. They wing it. All right. So first of all, did you guys see on our Instagram slash Twitter slash other social media that there was somebody who got a RAGBRAI logo tattoo? Is that not the coolest thing ever? Or, you know, it's right up there. It's right up there with like Elvis and like, you know, things like that. Um... Area 51, you know, rag right tattoo, kind of all in that same wheelhouse. Uh, some guy named Tanner. I'm not sure where he's from. It didn't really say um, where he's from. But anyway, it's on our Instagram and it's freaking awesome. It's a little eagle, arms or wings spread out, flying there, coming at you. 
um, does not have the word ragbri on it, but I, you and I know what it is. Exactly. Um, if any of you get a Just Go Bike tattoo, then I will shout you out on every episode. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there for you. Get the little bottle cap with Just Go Bike on it. It'd be pretty cool. So, okay. All right. Ragbri tattoo. Next item. Um, we have been working on the 2019 logo. And let me let you in on a little secret. It's done. So don't ask me what it is. Um, Suzanne Milosevic, TJ, and I have all been working on it really hard, um, trying to get it put together. We went through a lot of ideas, um, and I thought I'd share some of those rejected ideas with you just because, so you know what it's not. Since I'm really bad at keeping secrets, I'm going to tell you what it's not, and then from that, you can surmise what it is, okay? So all these Iowa-related topics, ragbri-related topics, number one, corn dogs. It's not going to be a corn dog logo. Number two, ants. You know, gotta love an ant. What is this, a bike ride for ants? <laughs> okay. Um, Illinois, kind of out there, trying to give a little shout out to a neighboring state. Mm, ended up nixing that. Buffalo, somehow Buffalo made it on our list of poss- possible logos every single time. Uh, but yet did not, the Tatanka did not make it. Uh, walking tacos, everybody's favorite portable food, are at least in their top five, okay? Um, I prefer to make my walking tacos out of the family-sized Dorito bags. So, you know, there's that. And then spaghetti. Obviously, we planned our logo before lunch every day. So, you know, spaghetti is always good, but it's kind of a... It's always a great food to eat on Ragbri, but it's definitely not portable. It's like the opposite of a walking taco. So, um, those are all the ones I can remember off the top of my head. So just kind of extrapolate from that, you know, to try to formulate what the logo might be. And as you can see, it's a challenging process because there's a lot of good options. Um, We're also not doing Elvis, my fave. You know, maybe some year, maybe for the 50th, we'll do Elvis. If I can kind of start my campaign now, keep chipping away at him. Keep, you know, he's the king baby, you know, 50th, golden, you know, maybe Aloha theme. Everybody gained a little weight, you know, something like that. Anyway. Um, so we're going to release the actual logo on October 25th. And I believe this is the first time I've said it publicly when we're actually going to release the logo. So you're the first to know. Um, and we'll put it on ragbri.com and on our Facebook page and all that stuff. And it will be in the paper as well. The paper being the Des Moines Register, being the title sponsor of Ragbri. So uh, come on, keep your eyes open on Thursday the 25th. I'll be here. I'll be excited. I'll probably talk to you again about it more specifically. Um, and I'm going to stop talking about the logo now so I don't tell you what it is. Um, then on that note, we'll have our register. Our next big event after the logo is our registration is opening. Our 2019 Ragbri registration is opening November 15th. So get excited for that. I mean, it's kind of getting it's fall but it's like a little hint of the coldness to come it's getting a little bit dreary i love the fall but if you're one of those people who really lives for the summer sign up for rag lottery right away and get that little hint of summer a little promise of warm things to come um we're working on ironing out some of the kinks in our registration system so it should be it should be very familiar as of what we did last year but um, hopefully go a little bit more smoothly. That's our goal anyway. So we're gearing up for that. And, you know, that's about all I have to talk about today. It's, you know, it's just that time of year where I'm working on mostly secret stuff. 
that I can't talk about. Um, we did go to Interbike. I know TJ and Mark already talked about that quite a bit, so I won't talk about it a lot, um, except it was really fun to see all the new best and brightest um, bike stuff. Um, so I have been out here working for you, um, getting ready for Rag by 2019, getting excited. Um, I look forward to talking, coming back and parrot talking with you in a couple of weeks about the logo. Um, but in the meantime, I would love for some of your fall cycling ideas. What would you like to hear me talk about? What kind of topics would you like me to get more into? Um, maybe ideally something a little bit more related to biking, but I'll talk about anything, obviously, clearly. Um, you can get a hold of me at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, um, ragby underscore Andrea on Twitter, or at justgobike, either on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. So, you know, peep at me, my friends, my babes. Um, rap. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. Appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Um, we we just have listeners from all over the country. We've been hearing from you all over the world, actually. We get a couple of international folks that have listened to this podcast. So we do appreciate you tuning in. I'm not sure where you're getting your, your podcast from. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, they all work. But um, without that, we, we couldn't put this podcast on. And without these great sponsors, we couldn't put on this podcast. So who are the Just Go Bike podcast sponsors, Mark? Hey, our first one is Think Iowa City, and it's curious surrounding communities. Iowa City, Coralville, North Liberty, um, they do great work over here. And it's an excellent place to ride a bike. I know. I live here. It's a fun place to ride. Uh, next up is Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops uh, you find them on Ragbri. They're also a charter there. Um, but if you're looking for women's clothing, outfitting stuff, uh, bikes to you, visit Craig and April Cooper over in Grinnell, Iowa. And then finally, Primal Wear. Uh, this Denver, Colorado company is one of the best as far as uh, custom bike jerseys, shorts, and apparel. So if you're looking f- to outfit your team next year, uh, visit primalwear.com. Talk to Jake and, and Jenny over there. And they'll get you set up with uh, with next year's team wear. It's better to look good than anything else on the bike, right? I think. <laughs> look good, have fun, <laughs> safety third. Yeah, that's right. Look good. So uh, very important, very important. And um, there was I was talking to so I, actually I was talking to Kyle from Kyle's Bikes the other day, and he was telling me about just a dreary rainy day uh, on on the bike the other day and we're talking about these rains earlier and you know that there's that statement out there there is no bad weather only bad clothing i disagree with that there is bad weather (laughs) (laughs) and you can have the greatest you know gear in the world but you know what you can still be miserable on a bike when you come in but you know i i think the worst day on the bike is still better than the best day in the office so uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Mark. But um, you know, any anytime you can get out there and enjoy those those wheels under you, uh, that life is good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
All cool. right. Well, well, uh, I'm sure we'll come back. I think uh, we're going to hear a lot of different Murph interviews in the near future. Uh, it's good to hear from Lance on that. I think you're probably going to have a recap from the Iowa Trails uh, summit that are, that is coming up. But you know, we appreciate you tuning in again, and um, you know, don't listen to us too much. Just get out there and just go bike. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.